from the Thai Cats Audio Network. This is Thai Cats Today with Louie B. Yes, it is Thai Cats Today for a Wednesday, November the 10th, 2021. It's your digital host, Louis B. Thanks for checking us out on the Ticats Audio Network. And uh, while you're here, wherever you found us, Apple, Spotify, Buzzsprout, uh, why don't you go ahead and hit subscribe so you never miss an episode of this show or any of the other great shows. And if you already subscribe, and if every time I say that on the show, you think, Lou, I subscribe, stop telling me to, well then, here's your task today. Uh, go tell a friend who's a Ticats fan about this podcast and tell them to subscribe. So if uh, if you already subscribe, uh, go get someone else to subscribe because we'd appreciate it. Uh, but we are happy to have you here on Ticats today, getting set for the Ticats, taking on the Toronto Argonauts in Toronto on Friday. And there is one thing I want to let you know. It's not game-related. It's not, uh, you know, it's not practice-related. Uh, but it's it's go related, go transit related. Uh, because if you are going to the game via go transit from Hamilton, you might run into some issues. You might have to make some uh, some other plans uh, because there will be no train service on the Lakeshore West Line from November twelfth until at uh, ten p.m until November 14th. So the last train leaving uh, was is at 10 p.m. on Friday. So just keep that in mind. If you're going to take the GO train, um, I, I know that there was a Toronto City Councilor who was trying to get things changed, but as it stands right now, at last check, uh, the GO train, last train, will leave at 10 p.m. on the Lakeshore West Line. On Friday night. So uh, if you're taking the go transit, uh, it's something to be aware of for Friday's game. Just wanted to make sure I passed along that information to you. Uh, coming up on today's show, we're going to hear from Coach O in just a little bit. We are going to hear from Jovan Santos Knox. Caught up with him after practice. Matthew Shinetti from the CFL at TSN is going to stop by as well. Um, but before we get into all that, I've had a couple of people reach out to me on Twitter and have kind of asked, like, you know, what's what's the playoff scenario? You know, what what could happen? There are 32 possible, possible relevant combinations of results in the remaining, you know, two weeks of the season. There are five things you need to know. And this was put together by the CFL. Number one, Toronto has not yet clinched a home game. But, number two... A Toronto win or tie clinches first place. So that's number two. Number three, a Toronto win or Montreal in week 15 has Toronto at home. And a Hamilton win versus Toronto, Montreal lost to Winnipeg, means Montreal will finish third no matter what. Montreal cannot finish in first. There's a 12.5% chance of second. And this, this is all according to the CFL. As it stands right now, the most likely, again, statistical scenario, uh, 62.5% chance for the Argos to uh, to finish first, uh, 37.5% chance for the Ticats. Again, that's all percentage odds. I don't even understand that stuff. Uh, but what we need to know is that this is a huge game for the Ticats. And we asked Coach O about that after practice, whether that's discussed, 
but we started off just with his overall assessment of what he saw from the team at practice this week. Here's what he had to say after practice. Well, yeah, I think their effort was very high, you know, all week at practice. Um, we're always striving to execute better, but I feel like they're focused. They understand the, the whole framework of what's going on. And um, I'm just excited to play. I feel like they're excited to play. It's, I think they're about prepped out. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a huge game because it's because it's the next game, right? Like both teams are going to have an opportunity to achieve their goals no matter what happens. Uh, do, do we understand that, you know, there's first place at stake and all that other. But if you start entering all that into your mind, you're not focused on the task at hand. Like in order for any of the other stuff on the outside to happen, you got to win the game and you win the game by preparing and executing the best. And so that's kind of where the focus and our energy remains. Um, every, they read stuff. They know, they know what's at stake. Like we don't hold meetings and say, if this, then this, and like, it's, it's the next game. And it just, it's fun because it, it is a rivalry game and it's Toronto and uh, you know, and, and it's, it's great for the, you know, sports entertainment thing, but you know, inside these walls, it's the next game and we got a chance to get better. I'll, I'll just, I mean, there's, there's really nothing really to, to comment on except for every time we take the field, no matter who we play, we expect to win. And I think that's what every football team does. So nothing, nothing changes for us. The difference is this isn't uh, as important as it is. It's again, it's our next game and an opportunity to do and be better. And, and nobody's eliminated you know, and that doesn't mean there's coasting or it's okay to lose. We never, we never have an approach like that. Our approach is, and our focus is on preparation. And then at the end of every week, there's a test. And so we're just preparing to pass the test. Yeah. Don will be a, a decision. We'll wait and see. We wanted to let something settle down. Obviously that's why he wasn't out there, but um that's that's really the update I have, right? Like if he was well enough to go full go, but we also thought it wasn't uh, in our best interest or his best interest to even limit him today, but just to uh, let him relax. That is the head coach of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, Orlando Steinauer, as we caught up with him after practice today. And, you know, he, he says they're just focused on the next game. Next game is just a test. And he can't wait to, to get to that test. So, uh, you know, it's 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 coach yo being coach yo uh let's hear from jovan santos knox uh, he's in his fourth season in the cfl he played uh, two years with the blue bombers he played a year with the uh, elks excuse me um so he's seen some good cfl rivalries you know he's been a part of the banjo bowl edmonton and calgary uh, but we had to ask him about uh the argos and tie cats rivalry whether it was everything he expected it to be uh, coming into Hamilton. Uh, they've played him three times now already. Uh, here's what he had to say uh, when we asked him about that after practice today. Oh, 100%. Um, I believe it's the best rivalry in um, you know, the CFL. Um, and being a part of it just solidified that to me. Um, you know, it's exciting. It's, it's one that you, know, you circle on your calendar. And uh, there's not much love on both sides uh, either way. So uh, excited for this one. 
Uh, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I don't think it goes un, unnoticed or un, un, untalked about in our locker room. Um, we're always uh, emphasizing how big of a game, not just this game is, but every game. And, uh, you know, just the time of the season we're in right now, this is playoff football. We've been in the playoffs, I like to say, you know, the last couple of weeks now, we've been having, the, you know, every game's like a playoff game now. You got to be elevating your game. And, um, yeah, we just know this is a, you know, big one. And it, it just, it's, it's sweet that it's against your rival. You know what I mean? It makes it that much better. Yeah, you know, they're a high-powered offense. There's, you know, big names all over that field, you know, guys who've been, you know, big names in this league. So, um, you know, we know they got an explosive uh, receiving core. They got a great, uh, you know, running back when DJ Foster's healthy. And, you know, they, they show that they could, you know, bring AJ in or, you know, John White, you know, when he's healthy. So, um, you know, they got a good, really good offense and a really good team. Um, we just need to limit what they do, um, their explosive plays, and take away what they like. Yeah, Dez is a baller, man. Just his confidence from day one since he stepped on that field. He, uh, you know, he's just, you know, just sure in his talents and with his abilities. And you can see it out there. He plays with uh, swag. You know, he's talking out there. He's telling me things. You know what I mean? He's, you know, he just shows you how involved he is in the game and how 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 smart and how savvy he is uh, when it comes to the game of football. Uh, you know, it's exciting to see him, uh, you know, get comfortable. And I, I just... Cause I, the sky's the limit for that kid. You know what I mean? There's, there's no telling what, where he could take his game to. That is Jovan Santos Knox as we caught up with him after practice, talking about Ticats and Argos rivalry, you know, just how big of a game it is on Friday, and showing some love to Des Lawrence. Desmond Lawrence is having a uh, fantastic season. Nine games, 21 tackles, was sack. He's got two picks as well. So, uh, you know, showing the love. There. I'd always love to see that uh, amongst the uh, the defense there. All right, want to get to this clip here um, because there was a brand new episode of Morielli and Hitch. Uh, they were joined by Adriano Belli, the Kissing Bandit, and it was a, a very special edition of Morielli and Hitch as they they looked back on the life of Angelo Mosca, and of course, you know Morielli and Hitch, two Hamilton boys, obviously grew up watching uh, you know what he was able to do and uh, got to you know be around Angelo Mosca and uh, Adriano Belli as well, you know, spending some time here with the Ticats. And I want to get to this clip here. Uh, this is from Adriano. He was a guest on Morialli and Hitch. A uh, full episode available wherever you found this on the Ticats Audio Network. But uh, great little story here uh, from the Kissing Bandit on Angelo Mosca. He was, he was larger than life. But he he taught me when I, when I signed with the Cats, he said, look, uh, you're going to be the biggest man on the field. If you walk and talk around like a pussy, then the rest of the small guys like Hitch and Morialli are going to act like little wusses and we're going to lose the game. So you need to be a bully out there, Belly. And uh, that was a kind of a page I wanted to take out of his book. I really felt, uh, you know, a, a guy like him, he was an amazing player, but he made everyone around him become a bully. And you and Hitch know, you know, the little men, they're weak and they're weak-minded. And like you guys, you, you're like flowers. You go where the sun is. But with, when a big man is causing trouble, it makes you guys have a lot more confidence. And boy, did he have confidence. Oh, man. And did you have did. confidence? Never mind. Now, he had talent, which was the big difference. <laughs> the big difference in this situation. Exactly. Well, the one thing, you know, I learned from him, he said, if you, I think it, my teammates and coaches gave me a longer leash, much as they did with him, 
because he was such a try-hard guy too. Yeah. And, you know, nobody could ever uh, dismiss how hard he would work and how he would want to just rip guys' heads off. And when you're a try-hard guy, they give you a longer leash. You can have a little bit more of a persona. Uh, I think Ange's persona was more of a tough guy than me. Yeah, it was this kissing thing, and uh, which let me get away with a lot of stuff. But uh, I learned so much from just being around Ange and well, you guys were around him, too. He, he was magnificent. That is Adriano Belli as he joined Amorielli and Hitch. The full conversation, great podcast, great new episode of Morielli and Hitch. Go check it out on the Ticats Audio Network. All right, very pleased now to be joined by my friend, Matthew Shinetti from the CFL and TSN. And, uh, Matt, it's... Uh... I would say it's 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 a pretty big game on on Friday for for both these teams, wouldn't you say? Uh, <laughs> pretty much decides who's <laughs> going to be first in the East and who's going to host the East final, if you ask me. And um, if you're Toronto, uh, you want to do everything you absolutely can. Like this is, it's bo- it's a must win on both sides. But if you're the Argos, you absolutely need to to beat Hamilton because uh, Louis. You've certainly been there. Uh, you were there in 2019. I was there in 2019 and 2014. As soon as a team, visiting team, steps onto Tim Horton's field in an East final, the game is over before the kickoff. It's just the energy in that place, the, the, the vibe. Like it's, it's, it, it is hard to overcome. It is really tough. And, and the Alouettes in 2014 were overwhelmed by it as the game went on. And Edmonton was just steamrolled in, in 2019. So, um, that is an extra factor, adding to the fact that the Grey Cup is, what, four weeks away? Um, yeah, I would – if I were Toronto, this, this would be – I'd be Ryan Dinwiddie going, whatever you do today, today is a playoff game. Like, you, 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 you beat them today, and, and we get a bye week, and we get, we get, you know, time off. Not to say that there won't if – the, if the Argos and Ticats met at BMO Field, that there wouldn't be Hamilton fans who would travel on – the QEW or the GO train uh, to make their presence felt at BMO. But Tim Horton's field with everything that's happening this year and the Great Cup being there, yeah, if you're the Argos, you don't want that. You don't want an East final there. So, I mean, the Argos won last week when, you know, Lewis Ward, who doesn't miss field goals, missed three. The Argos lose by three. Um, you know, a week earlier in, in, in uh, Toronto again against the BC Lions, a couple chances to win it, chance to win it at the time expires, missed field goal. We can go back to the missed extra point in Toronto against the Ticats or with the Ticats. And, you know, the, the field goal to win it has kind of expired by one. Are the Argos a first-place team? I mean, I know they're in first place, but, I mean, those, those wins are, are – they're wins. I mean, I guess that's the point, but – uh, are the Argos for real, Matt? I think that's been the discussion over the last couple of weeks, Louie. Um, at this point, I'm not entirely sure. Only, only because of the reason that when you look at their last two wins, um, holding off a, a – had it not been, as you rightly stated, not been for Lewis Ward having the worst game of his career, Ottawa would have won. And if not for the, and if not for the fact that uh, Camacho had missed his, his kicks – BC would have won. So the Argos, you know, might have been flirting with being, you know, in third place. So you have to be lucky to be good. That's certainly an expression that has endeared in sports for, for a long time. But uh, if you're Ryan Dinwiddie, as he's mentioned, like he goes, well, you know, I know I have to be better and I have to be better. Oh, yeah, darn right he has to be better because at this point, um, 
if if the tie if the tie cats come out, which I think we all expect they 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 will on their winning streak, feeling confident, and in the wake of the death of the great Angelo Mosca, uh, I know that place as well as you do, Louis. I've been I've been in Hamilton for eleven years. Nothing doesn't matter how long you've been a tie cat. Um, there is only one standard that everyone asks you to meet in big games, and that is Mosca's standard. And you know, just riding the edge a little bit, and I and I I close my eyes now, and I can feel what that first quarter is going to be like on Friday because there is going to be undoubtedly a lot of energy, a lot of anger, and a lot of purpose for the Ticats to win. And, and a lot, you know, a lot of Steinauer would say, you know, we've got a lot more to do in terms of being on assignment and executing. Of course, absolutely. But all the added elements at this point right now, you're going into that game and you're tilting it in Hamilton's favor. Uh, you mentioned confidence, and someone who is certainly playing with confidence is, is Jeremiah Masoli. You, you've mentioned it. I mean, we've, we've been around him a lot. But, I mean, this stretch of games he's put together, you know, the, the zero turnovers, especially in the month of, uh, you know, October there, um, he's protecting the ball. He's making things happen with his legs. Is this – and it's, it's, it's a pretty high bar for someone who's been here a while, but is this the best we've seen Jeremiah Masoli play in, in sort of this kind of stretch of games here? Uh, I, I would say yes, only because of the quality of the competition with, with the greatest mm-hmm. amount of respect um, to uh, Ottawa and, 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 or, and Edmonton. I mean, I, 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 I hesitate to say that only because, um, I mean, you have to go and win the games. There's no doubt about it. And Jeremiah's played fantastic and, his, and, and the string of completions he's put together is great. And you can see that he, he's ripping it out there and you see the confidence level. Um, I'm not saying Jeremiah can play any better, but this is where – you earn the paycheck. This is the game you earn the paycheck in. And, um, you know, that's more metaphor than, than, than actual reality because uh, the Argos defense, uh, although leaky and not the best in the league, is very aggressive and will be coming for, for, for Jeremiah. Um, you can only imagine that a Cordero Law and Sean Oakman will be looking to get underneath Jeremiah Masoli's chin strap. And the one thing that Jeremiah has said over and over again uh, to both of us is gaining confidence with, with his receivers, gaining confidence with Tim White uh, and Stephen Dunbar. Um, Poppy White, uh, and even as much as he knows a guy like Jalen Acklin, you know, seeing what Jalen Acklin's capabilities are, um, I, I, and to see Brandon Banks get a touchdown um, last week, you know, just makes him feel all all the more confident. I, I can only imagine. But this is the game now for for Jeremiah because remember, you know, it wasn't you know you hate to say it, but it wasn't Jeremiah who led the 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 Ticats to the, the great cup of 2019 of no fault of his own because he was had a knee injury. But this is his opportunity now to do what he couldn't do in 2019, which is continue to build on good form. Because when Jeremiah went out, arguably he was the best player in the league and, and certainly was building off of, 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 of performances and, and things that he had done uh, in the previous year. So, you know, this is his opportunity to, as it is for Samoy Lones, as it is for Brandon Banks, like this is, when you look as, when you look at the guys who've been on this team the longest, and that list is dwindling, you know this is we're we're now coming to a very very important uh, point, and and that point is Friday you beat the Argos, you get it, you you likely secure the East final in Hamilton, where the Great Cup is going to be, and you only ratchet up the expectations. And this isn't about beating you know two admittedly bad teams in in Ottawa and Edmonton. Um, or underachieving teams. This is about raising the level of expectation because looming large is what happens in the West. And as much as it, you know, we, we talk about it's great to see all three teams in the East back. You want to be at your best. You want to keep growing because 
if it's not Winnipeg, it's Saskatchewan. It's not Saskatchewan. It's a surging. It's a surging Calgary team. Like the West is no pushover, and you know, not saying that you you have you can look any further beyond Friday, but the effort level that you put in Friday is just another indication of how hard you're willing to work, knowing that everything starts to get on the line, knowing that in a month's time you could either be celebrating the greatest achievement of your career or still dealing with a lot of regret. Uh, Matthew, what what will be the difference? in this game on Friday? What, what will be the dip? Like the, the winning team, whoever it is, will win because of what? Protecting the football. Um, you know, a lot of people haven't discussed it yet, but um, the field at BMO, the field at BMO field is an issue um, only because of the grounds crew uh, puts a heck of a lot of sand on that field. And Michael Riley spoke about it when they played. And so did McLeod Bethel Thompson, like protecting the football is going to be huge. So, um, when, when guys are picking the ball up, not only picking the football up, they're picking a whole handful of sand, knowing the, the, the pass rushes that are going to be coming on both sides, knowing that, um, you know, how, how, how intense this game is going to be protecting that football, whether it's clear as it is today on, on Wednesday, or it's, or, or if it happens to be wet come Friday, I haven't looked at the forecast, but protecting the football is going to be huge because, um, you know, you can certainly say after that, you know, 1A on that list is big place because the Argos have, have, have struggled. And we've seen McLeod Bethel-Thompson be visibly upset when he doesn't hit his, um, his big plays downfield. Um, and we've seen Jeremiah Masoli, you know, certainly connect with Jalen Acklin in some big plays. And, and, and obviously Tim White and Poppy White. But, um, you know, protect the football is key because momentum and advantages and field position is going to be so, so important. It's important every game, but it's going to be more important on Friday. But given the situation on the field where there's a lot of sand going on because of the ground screw at, 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 uh, at uh, MLSC and BMO Field in Toronto FC, plus the big play capabilities of both offenses and struggles, mind you, of one team over another, like protecting that football, maintaining momentum, time of possession, those all connect. Matthew, appreciate this as always. Thank you. Thanks, Louis. My thanks to Matthew Shinetti for joining me, and my thanks to you as well. And uh, just uh, getting word here, as we are recording the show, uh, congratulations to my friend Andy Fantuz and his lovely life, wife Amanda on the birth of their new baby. Uh, Andy's not going to be with us uh, this weekend for the game broadcast. He is uh, spending some well-earned time uh, with his new daughter, uh, so congratulations, Andy. Um, really happy for you, man, as, as a co-worker, but more importantly, as a friend. Uh, congratulations. Enjoy uh, the time with your, uh, your newborn, and congratulations to Abigail. And again, uh, it's a mom, baby, all doing well. Uh, so wanted to wrap up the show with that uh, great news. So congratulations, Fantoos, uh, another Fantoos in the family. All right, that'll do it for us. Join us tomorrow, same place, same time, right here on the Ticats Audio Network for the Ticats Audio Network. I'm Louis B. Hoping you have a great day. Ticats Today with Louis B. Subscribe, like, and get your Ticats fix every weekday.